What's up, guys? We are back. Team RGV Bodybuilding Podcast, episode numero cuatro, episode four. This is Roman M. Hernandez, men's physique athlete. And Macy R. Molina, certified personal trainer, head coach, founder of Team RGV Bodybuilding. First and foremost, hope everybody's having an amazing night. We just actually finished an active recovery day yes. workout. So full body mobility, mobility uh, working on technique as well as making some changes as well. So it was supposed to be a re- original rest day for me, <laughs> but we, some work always must be done. But we decided to come back on here this week and bring out another episode. So we do have some questions that you guys did ask me beforehand and some different preset topics that we have, like always. So expect some trolling, <laughs> expect some knowledge, and expect some good stuff always. So we'll jump right in. So the first topic is... How Team RGV programs are created. Alrighty, so I wanted to talk about this in terms of how each individual on the team has their program created for them. So those of you who know me know that I make a custom tailored routine for that person. So every member on the team has had in-person sessions with me. So they come in, we go through a workout. Now, they usually tell me what division they want to compete in. Uh, there's a couple that are unsure and they just want to kind of go with whatever um, what division they feel like they'll fit in. They kind of like let me guide them on that. So that determines like how much volume we're going to do in certain areas to bring up certain body parts and stuff like that. And also the exercise variations. So each individual person, when I'm taking them through the workout, I'm not just like making everyone do a certain exercise. It's I have to see that the target muscle group is engaged that it's loaded in the, even in the stretch position, that it's being contracted in order to use to move the weight through a full range of motion. I can't just say two different people automatically will use the same variation of an exercise. Another thing to consider is some of them are say powerlifters and they do want to compete in powerlifting again in the future. So I have to tailor their program to be more transferable to their competition lifts because that's what they're gonna compete in. They're gonna compete in three big lifts squat bench and deadlift so i have to keep them somewhat familiar with that so doing variations of those movements like if someone were today to be a pure bodybuilder they might do a bench press they might not it's not really necessary um but whatever it takes yeah whatever it takes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh if like for example if someone if they're doing pure bodybuilding and they have no aspirations of doing a powerlifting meet If the bench press is just not a good exercise for them, if it hurts their shoulders too much, even with proper technique, even with, uh, you know, packing the lats and staying explosive, getting compact under the bar, even if after all that, it's still just causing them discomfort of some sort or they're not getting very good pec activation, there's really no reason to have that in there for them. Now... Hence why it's customized. Exactly. Hence why it's customized. And some people even have, say, pre-existing injuries, um... Like one of our teammates, uh, Myra, actually has trouble supinating uh, one of her arms fully because uh, she's had an elbow injury before. So because of that, I can't do something that automatically calls for her to have that arm position. Even not just say a bicep exercise, even certain back exercises are affected by it. So we find ways around that with alternative lifts 
that are still hitting the target muscle group from as close to that angle as possible, but that don't require her to actually fully twist her arm, so that supinate that wrist. Uh, that's just an example right there. And then the nutrition, everyone usually gets like a base foundation of like general tips that I give them, and the electrolytes that are important. Um, I tell them try to get it in at least every meal. If not, then in your pre-workout meal preferably, so that way you do have that fuel going into your workout. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of our, our members also though have metabolic conditions that make them more insulin resistant per se, so that means they have to make sure that they are on a somewhat lower carbohydrate intake, enough to where they're not in a very large surplus. But I mean, that kind of follows a general guidelines I give everyone anyways. No, you have to start suffering from day one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So and, uh, <laughs> they have to make sure that they stay on top of their fiber intake. So it's not just pure macros. They do have to make sure they get soluble fiber. But micronutrient-dense micro foods, exactly. These are things that are uh, thankfully already included in pretty much everyone's nutritional guidelines on the team simply because a lot of the same foods have a lot of different nutrients and happen to be high fiber so if you follow you're already getting a high fiber diet anyways um but there's some people on the team that they do need to pay extra attention to it and um for them for example i'll tell them like try not to have like soda uh, mm. drink too much alcohol and things of that nature um try to reduce your sugar intake and that sort of a thing so that leads up to our next question that someone actually did uh, answer and uh, asked in a, in a poll that I made. So it's, what is my workout plan looking like right now? So I'll let coach, my coach say firsthand what my workout plan is looking like now. Right now, he's on a high-volume hypertrophy program. <laughs> so he's gradually progressed his volume over the course of this plan. We're in the final phase of it in the very oh, yeah. very high volume part of it uh, <laughs> for specific body parts especially though all around yes but even more on areas that we've been trying to bring up very very high volume <laughs> where you feel like you're you wake up hungover every day from <laughs> high hot volume it is <laughs> but this all leads back to gradually building up yes so this is not something uh many people say like for instance okay i want to build up my shoulders mm -hmm. You start off with ten, uh, five sets of 15 to 20 with the double drop set at yeah. the beginning of the program. <laughs> That's how you're going to know. You have to gradually get your body ready for making sure. This all plays out to hand. Right now, we are at the 15 to 20 double drop set range, uh, bringing up different uh, intensity mm -hmm. uh, to the program. But that's all still built up with strict motions, mm -hmm. having that minor muscle connection. If you could have high volume, but like I, like I tell my personal clients as well, we're not just going through the motion of things. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do is with a specific purpose, and that specific purpose that we're doing, for instance, side laterals, we're not just going to pick up our elbows up and down right. to, and let, let's hope that the muscle grows like that. <laughs> no, we're going to hold, squeeze that muscle, make sure we actually, that the, the initial push starts from there, mm -hmm. and seeing that peak contraction at the end. Mm -hmm. So... And you have to start at the beginning phase of that, leading to uh, to the to the end to the high volume. Yes. And you can't always train in high volume. But right now, my leading back to the original question is how my workout split going on right now. So I'm usually doing uh, legs, back and shoulders, chest, arms, and abs. 
and repeat, 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 and repeat. <laughs> so, I mean, things at the beginning, we're doing five sets of certain exercises, um, specific sp- side laterals with uh, a row variation, uh, legs, five sets of squats. But then once we start entering, like, uh, the accessory work, per se, uh, we're doing like uh, five sets of leg extension with leg curl or uh, five sets of leg press with line leg curl with a double drop set at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, you definitely feel it. So mm-hmm. how in, it, it can become very intense, especially if you bring that, you already have that intensity mm-hmm. and you bring more intensity. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, that's how you also see the results. You also want to push yourself harder than you did last time. Not yeah. necessarily weight wise, but uh, intensity wise, minor muscle connection wise, mm-hmm. uh, rep wise, uh, but we are finalizing. I would say like we have about two more weeks into this yeah. um, high volume phase, and then after that we're bringing it the the vol- take a deload yeah week. deload week two weeks for two weeks or one Actually, week. This is the last week of your high volume yeah. Training. Uh, so this this week then a deload, and then we're gonna bring volume down, but weight is gonna go up. See, so it's this is all like leads back to another question that I could go into right now it's having that great communication with your coach as well so um, if you want to see the results that you want you have to communicate and you have he has to see that you're progressing because I mean originally you could you could have a set uh, predetermined goal like okay you're gonna lead up to this phase but if you're not moving uh, uh, in a well place like you can't handle the volume then there's no point of you increasing the volume if that's something that you can't handle so yeah. always make sure you find your coach you tell them how you feel you're doing your workouts mm-hmm. if you could work out with your coach that's even even better so um he could actually f- see how you're improving how your performance is improving uh how the meals digesting correctly like there's a lot of factors that yeah. play into it there's not just one small detail um and at the end of the day, the small details win the shows. Yep. Also, like, for example, if you hit a PR, was it a real PR with yeah. the same technique? Or did you let your form go out the window and then you're like, can manage to move the weight? Mm. Because if I see that in the gym from someone, if they hit a weight they never hit before, that's good. But if it wasn't with the same technique, then I cannot count yeah. it the same because it's not the same. It's something a little bit different. Yes. So I won't be able to use that as if they should now move up to that weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because it wouldn't be the same as their current technique. So how their recovery is, which is not just soreness, but were they able to maintain yeah. the reps? Uh, you know, because sometimes you're not sore, but then you just miss a rep. You know, um, and it could be because it was oh, it was just a bad day or whatever, but. If it happens again and again, okay, no, then now you know, okay, even though you might not be sore, you're still not quite recovering. Yeah, the two main points are communicate with your coach and as well do everything with a purpose. Yes. Everything has a purpose in the gym uh, if you want to succeed. Don't go through the motions. If you're going, you feel like you're going through the motions and you're not seeing the results that you're getting or you're, that you want, focus on really on the, what the movement is that you're doing, what muscles are engaging. If you don't know what the muscles are engaging, Look it up on Google. There's, mm. these are not like these are not our theories. Yeah. <laughs> these are not like stuff that oh, okay we just started discover uh, we started researching, like doing our own research on it. This is people that have researched, have done it, have experimented on themselves, and we just implemented it in our daily lives. Mm. And 
we see what works, we see what doesn't work, and we go with what works. Yeah, <laughs> basically, evidence based training. Yes, a little bro science yeah, here and there. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> little sprinkle, a little extra on it. <laughs> but you have to be crazy enough because everything has to evolve at a certain point. Like, if you want to get better, you have to go with what works. But if you could sprinkle a little bit something that that's gonna make you different. That you feel something that's that's different, but it has you in the in the positive way. Yeah, if you feel it's benefiting you and helping you, and help push you forward in that same direction of your goal, then why not? You yeah. Know? And yeah. I mean, even if it just makes you feel better or whatever. Hey, you know what? That in itself it is a benefit. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, everything you're doing, like I said, everything starts from a great foundation. Having that mm-hmm. evidence-based training go along with that. Once you master that, once you feel like you you fully know the the concept of what everything is supposed to be there sprinkle your own variations yeah. then you can start branching off and do experimenting with certain things or you know saying certain supplements that maybe yes. it's a brand new type of supplement if you didn't change anything else if you know that you've been on the same training the same diet the mm. same sleep every single day for a month then you know okay no this supplement was yes. either yes it was benefiting me or no it didn't have that same effect you know because you're literally you're not changing anything mm-hmm. else because you can't just say like you have reefy day <laughs> and then you try the supplement like damn i feel great because i had the supplement but maybe it's the extra the 200 grams yeah. of carbs <laughs> so everything has to play in the account of course this is the bodybuilding podcast so this is not determined to anybody that's just doing health and fitness mm-hmm. and overall fitness this is for specific bodybuilders who, if they want to succeed and your goals are to compete, or if you're already competing and if you're not doing this already, I highly suggest that your career will go in such a more positive way. Mm-hmm. So take account of everything that you're doing. Control everything that you're doing in the, in the aspect of food, nutrition, coaching, everything like that. Have everything to a T because if you miss one part that, that's not working... It could go a different way, and you have no control. So, mm-hmm. you if you're gonna fail, it's gonna be purposely in the way of that you're trying something new that you didn't know if it was gonna work or not. Mm-hmm. So, again, get yourself a good coach. Yes, let's uh, move on to this other question regarding training. Also, cardio year round. So, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> we've seen. Uh, you mean just pushing weight faster? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just lower rest periods. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, you, yeah, anytime you do more than uh, eight reps, it's cardio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but in all seriousness, so I had seen even a podcast. I am serious. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I had seen a, a YouTube video with Greg Doucette talking about the benefits of cardio year-round. And, you know, it goes back to also, like, my training certification and just going over, like, the heart health, the medically documented heart health benefits of it. But it goes more into the science, like, yep. at the cellular level. And that's when you can apply it for bodybuilding. Because if you know what it does, then you know that even when you're lifting weights, it's still going to benefit you. But the the thing is... Is gonna take you a minimum of twelve weeks to increase your fitness level on cardio to get the more mitochondrial a- uh, activity, mm. more mitochondria in in your cells, so more ATP can be produced. 
So that sort of thing takes a very long time. It's not you do a month of cardio and then all of a sudden like, oh, okay, great, I'm fit now. <laughs> you have to do it for a very long time. So that's why you want to incorporate it into your off season. So already conditioned. And then by the time you get to a contest prep, even mm. guess what? Now you have a higher work capacity. Your, your body is more fit and therefore you can do more work. And the more work you can do, the harder you can train and mm. the more volume you can tolerate and the better your recovery still is. Yep. For any given amount of sleep that you have, you're automatically, if you say you're already, say you're getting your eight or nine hours of sleep a night. Okay, the next thing you can do is like, okay, well, I can eat more. Okay, but then that has a limit too. Okay, so if you're doing both of those things, okay, well, if you were more fit cardio wise, you'll probably do more work. So, but again, this takes a long time to, to do. That's why you want to incorporate it even in the office. So let me tell you this What would you say to the person that? That says, I'm bulking, bro. <laughs> if, I, if I do cardio, it's going to burn through my muscle. <laughs> I would say that's not been shown to be true unless you're <laughs> doing very long endurance, like hours of cardio a day. So you mean 25 hour. minutes is long? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so 20 minutes is the minimum mm-hmm. per yes. day, um, roughly, to just get the health benefits. Yes. Just purely for health benefits. Now, if you're doing like a little bit of a conditioning phase or what have you, then you want to progress that up 25, 30 minutes and thereabouts should be fine. And then after that, you can increase the intensity of the cardio a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it has a higher heart rate zone or a higher speed, which will raise your heart rate up. Uh, and that improves what's called nutrient partitioning, means more of the carbs oh, yeah. that you eat are going to be stored as muscle glycogen. Mm-hmm. So if your muscle could hold more glycogen, that means even your weight training is going to be better. Yeah, and I, would, I mean, I definitely recommend it because, I mean, like I said, it does show improvements in your weight training because you're able to recover faster because there's sometimes that uh, Mason and I train and I'm ready to go like cardiovascular wise Yeah. after like a huge drop set or something. Like a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm already ready to go, but I have to give myself more time mm-hmm. uh uh, muscular wise to get my strength back and so I could go all out yeah. <laughs> so that's really good so now that means it's one less thing that limits his yes. weight training so it's like if you just remove the cap on it it can go like he said all out supercharger <laughs> <laughs> all out uh, yeah <laughs> but right. uh, do recommend cardio year round like I said 25 minutes 20 minutes um, nothing. See, uh, see what your 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 heart rate's at. Uh, mm. Usually about one forty five. Would you say one fifty five? That sounds good. That sounds like a, a nice moderate intensity. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you on the are, higher end of moderate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you also want if you've never done cardio, you want to build up to it. You know. Yeah. So start off three, four times per week. Gradually build up every mm. two weeks. There's different variables that you could play around with of uh, how much. How many steps you do how much wattage you could do it depends on your cardio choice mm-hmm. that you do so yeah i mean like i said put yourself in a position where you're gonna win if you feel like you're also it if you're doing too much cardio in a sense and you're going at a high pace and mm-hmm. you're not eating enough food and you say that's why that you're bulking and mm-hmm. um you're not that's why you're losing muscle see what you're doing wrong yeah see the whole picture not just what you want to see yeah if you're burning muscle you're probably not eating enough one thing (laughs) so cardio year round it only benefit you and especially if you're on 
PEDs. Absolutely. Um, it's only going to help you, your heart be more, even more healthier. Yes. So, and what you want to do with that, because you will get an enlarged heart. So what you want to do is improve the efficiency that your heart fills with blood and that it can pump with. And steady state cardio has been shown to be superior for that. Now you may need to do longer periods, of course. So gradually go up to 30, you know, 35 minutes, whatever. But it has to be every day. And that will improve the efficiency that your heart pumps blood with so it doesn't get overworked. And uh, next thing I wanted to actually go to, because it keeps coming up on the gram, uh, is the pre-workout meals. <laughs> and <laughs> Roman has been getting so much feedback on his pre-workout meals. Yeah. He's at Instagram says he's doing it all wrong. <laughs> the internet says that that Roman's plan is not working, so we have to change it. <laughs> but we, we think that actually, we agree that Roman's plan needs to be changed, but we, we think it's working too good. So we, we should change it right now. Yeah. <laughs> At this moment. At this moment, yeah. Shock the body yeah, right now. Yes. We're, gonna, we're going in for blindfolded training tomorrow <laughs> for, for muscle confusion. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we have had this of uh, people talking about uh, how his pre-workout meal is too high in fat, things of that nature. And, you know, of course, me and Roman know that it's not too much for him because he's his total food intake is so high right now yeah. that that's really a very moderate amount of fat for him to have in one meal. Yeah. And he, how, how many meals would you say you get per day? Uh, I mean, I get f- five. Five meals. Five meals, and I evenly space them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I meet my macronutrients, and they're all there at the end my micro and my macronutrients that's why i spaced them out perfectly to set myself up mm-hmm. so i'm not overloading like per se on protein on one meal or right. carbs on one meal or fats on another one yeah. everything's evenly distributed in each of the meals so i'm not left with something major at the end yeah and how would you say your energy levels have been throughout like this off season through the roof through the roof <laughs> through the roof <laughs> <laughs> through the roof man yeah so i feel it, unnatural sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's an unfair advantage <laughs> so one of the things that people brought up like oh this is too heavy for roman's pre-workout meal if he had been showing signs of sluggishness of a food coma of digestive issues of you know bloating and burping and like feeling heavy during his workouts then i would take that into consideration um but basically with that high volume in general the pre-workout meal should have a low amount of fat a moderate amount of carbohydrate and a moderate amount of protein enough protein to stimulate muscle protein synthesis but not a lot basically you know now another way to consider this is how many meals you're getting a day so three square meals about that's going to be plenty enough to stimulate muscle protein synthesis but sometimes if you go say four or five meals a lot of people feel like they can digest their food better it just goes down smoother they're not as bloated they don't get the food baby that sort of thing and their energy levels are more stable so that's I they think, don't crash yeah they don't crash and so um romans he just happens to